Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On at Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about everyone that's going to be coming to Disney Plus in August in the US. We're going to also be talking about the Turning Red trailer, and also Blackwood will be in a massive success on Disney Plus. And obviously, we're going to have to talk about that finale of Loki Plus and much more. So let's do some quick bit of housekeeping before we go any further. If you haven't already done so, make sure you do go check us out over at whatsonatdisneyplus.com. That's our central hub, and that's got all of our news, reviews, and host everything there. So if you want to keep up with the latest, follow us on um, Facebook. We've got a Facebook group as well with over 170-odd thousand members. We also have Twitter. You can also find us on YouTube where you can watch this. And you can find us on audio platforms as well where you can um, subscribe there. And all of this is thanks to our supporters on Patreon and YouTube channel members, which help the podcast and the site um, supporting us, paying the bills, etc. Um, so a big thank you to um, a number of our members at the gold level and above, including Bad Dog Gamer, Johnny T, Jay Blue, Raphael, My VCR Still Works, Bina, Joshua, Adam, Dawn, Martin, Jeremy, and Sarah. All over on the Patreon, so a huge, huge thank you to Sarah at the Platinum level. We also have um, Andrew, Jacob, Caleb, Res Marsman, Andrew, Cody, Darren, The Juice, Lauren, and James. So again, all of that um, really helps support the uh, podcast. So if you want to become a member, you can become some from as little as $2 a month. And if you join it on YouTube, you get the live Q&A where you can join in every week and get early access to content and help to support the channel. Right, that's all of that out of the way. Let's jump into it. Now, before we jump into the August stuff, let's just um, talk probably about what maybe one of the biggest um, stories of the week was Disney officially announced some details about Black Widow. Um, this is the first time we did it. It obviously came out in cinemas last weekend. We did the review last week. Loved it. Um, so it actually managed to pull in over $215 million on its opening weekend at the box office and also on Disney Plus Premier Access. It pulled in $80 million at the domestic box office. 78 million at the international box office and over 60 million on Disney Plus Premier Access globally. And since then, it's obviously gone up because it's been another week since those um, news. But this is the first time Disney has ever kind of gone publicly on record and stated what a movie has done on Premier Access. It's never done it with um, any of the previous ones. And to do it so quickly. Um, and this has kind of brought in a lot of things. Some people are saying, you know, it's a lot lower than they were expecting. But the, the thing is that people sometimes don't realize with premium access is the basically it's equivalent of them selling four or five tickets so if when you see it as a family they've basically got the same amount of money as if you'd all gone to the cinema because we're going well if everyone had gone to the cinema then it, it's like but also disney don't really have to share that revenue with the cinemas because that's the thing when you go see it at the cinema you the cinema takes a cut of it and the uh studio takes a cut of it they do it through premier access the only ones really taking a cut of it are the credit card companies and maybe if you're going through apple or something like that but if you go through the direct website pretty much nearly all of it is going straight to disney so it's a lot more profitable for um the per transaction um this has kind of led to kind of this, a load of people kind of going is premier access dead it's, and then there's a whole load of people going no, this means premier access is alive because it's doing so well um and I just feel as a whole, personally, I did I did buy the movie on Disney Plus Premier Access. Um, I don't want to go to the cinema right now. I don't. I'm literally to, um, Monday is for us Freedom Day when all the restrictions are removed, just as cases are hitting a huge high, and um, it, it's just the Delta variant and all the rest of it. And this is causing problems right across the world. I mean, Sydney's gone back down to the lockdown. Um, there's 
a whole host of things going on. So the, the, it's not over, folks. There's no, as much as some of it is kind of all up reopening, all the rest of it, there are still going to be some bumps ahead. And I do think that Premier Access is going to have to be something that they're going to have to keep. They're probably going to have to do right through the winter because I feel there's still going to be some issues going right through it. It's, and the fact that Disney came out with this number, I think is, is very strong saying how much, um, you know, I mean, they had the cinema chains in one of the, well, they would have done more and, you know, we want to get into that. Yeah, but it's in your interest not to have them at cinemas. It's like, in my interest to say everything on Disney, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, it's like, well, yeah, it's not, it's essentially listening to um, the cinema chiefs. So I was a bit like, yeah, but it's like not in your incentive to never put anything on streaming, just have everything in cinemas constantly. <laughs> but what did you think of all that news? Um, Honestly, this is the first I'm hearing most of it. I, I kind of really didn't pay attention. I knew the numbers because uh, I remember reading those, and I thought it was interesting that they they did publish the uh, the money numbers for Disney Premier Access because, as you said, they have never done it before. And obviously, I suspect that's because the numbers on the previous releases, Mulan, Cruella, uh, Raya really weren't that impressive in terms of what they were hoping for. Again, keeping in mind that under normal circumstances, each and every one of those movies would have made uh, nine figures easily. And some of them could have even pushed a billion. Uh, It's weird even just saying that, honestly, but it's, yeah. And I know that there are more and more movies breaking a billion or were breaking a billion prior to COVID, but it's still, it's, it's such a weird number. And of course the 60 million, while also a very big number, is not in the same category. And if, if they're willing to announce it for Black Widow, then we have to assume that it was probably much closer to like 10 or 15 for these others. So I, I would not expect them to continue pushing uh, these numbers unless say they, they put, I don't know, Shang-Chi on there and, and it does even better. I, I don't think that it well, would, but you never well, know. At the, well, at the minute, Shang-Chi is supposed to be 45 day um, cinema only. They've right. pretty much stayed that. Now people keep saying, well, they've said it's like they can change their mind. You know, if they look at Black Widow and go, we need that 60 million, you know, we need to feel that 50 million. We're going to need that because the numbers are a bit soft. Um, you've got that. Um, we've also kind of got a weird thing, I think, going into the winter when numbers start going back up. You know, we'll see what happens because I think definitely there's a lot of stuff going on right now. And, you know, it's too, I think it's too early just for to kind of be thinking every, the middle of the summer. It's when, you know, generally it, 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 we had this kind of last summer as well, where everything kind of slided back a little bit of normal and then it all kind of bounced back a few months later. And, you know, and that's what, that's what I'm expecting to happen. So I think Shang-Chi has got a chance of kind of getting out there. They can see where the numbers come in. I think ultimately doing a test on Marvel is, it's harder for them to do because it, it pulls in a different kind of audience, but also, they tend to put in, pull in a lot of people in the first weekend. So that, I mean, if it is only on cinemas, I'll go see it. And I probably will go see it on the, um, on that opening, but it's going to be another six, eight or another six, eight weeks down the line. We'll have to see where everything's going on by then, but it will be interesting. We've got um, an investors day coming up. So not an investors day, a quarterly investors and vote. And yeah, I wouldn't be at all surprised if premier access continues. They've the only issue that, that keeps getting brought up is piracy. And um, there's a lot, obviously, much better copies of Black Widow around on the internet um, because there was on Disney Plus Premier Access because obviously they were able to get a perfect screen grab. So 
that has been there has been a rise in, in piracy because of Premier Access, which they have to be aware of. But they've got Jungle Cruise coming up in a couple of weeks, and that'll be interesting then to see how we go with that. I think also when they've had like five different movies of different types, you know, they can see then from there like where they go, what they're doing, and all the rest of it much better than just like one movie because Black Widow might have been the only success, but the other one it's very tricky with these movies. I would not be at all surprised if Black Widow is the only success period. And, uh, you know, when they, they get to Shang-Chi, like, yeah, we could, we could pull in another 40 million or 30 million with Shang-Chi by going premier access. But honestly, uh, even if we only pull in an additional 15 million at the box office, that's only for the one week. Whereas we may continue to generate ticket sales over the next couple of weeks from, from myself personally, I would like them to continue Disney, uh, premier access primarily because i did find the theater experience is like i'm not actually all that enchanted with going back to the theaters after no. seeing black widow there and i'm just like i would much prefer to, to watch these at home uh yeah. would i pay 30 dollars for jungle cruise or Sh- well shang chi i definitely would uh yeah. that's the, that's the whole marvel thing jungle yeah. cruise uh, i don't know not sure well yeah i think i gotta be honest jungle cruise for me is um probably I'd probably say out of the five movies, I think that one was probably the one I'm the most excited for out of all five of that one premier access because the well, the attractions thing, I think the combination of Emily Blunt and The Rock to me the the, the it's it's that movie says to me that is a, the summer blockbuster that I like. I love those big epic kind of so for me that is a movie that I that's that's just shouts to me uh, a moot of Roger that I'm going to like that I'm going to like that movie you you know what's actually been engaging me in that movie Uh, we've only seen little tiny bits and pieces of the character but and I don't know the actor's name but the guy from Breaking Bad he plays um, one of the I don't know people who works for Walt yeah. in Breaking Bad. And he's he's the guy who pops up in the submarine and he's got the, yeah. the machine gun in front of him. We've only seen like that scene in a little yeah. tiny bit, but I'm, I'm really digging the way he's playing that yeah. character. So not to under, to, yeah. to take away from The Rock and Emily Blunt, obviously they're, they're huge names. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, I want to see more of this guy. He's, he's doing that little quirky thing. He's kind of got uh, not Captain Jack Sparrow vibes, but he's got that, that fun little, he's going to be a fun villain, uh, yeah. it looks like. But no, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting how that plays out and whether or not we start seeing some more transparency between um, the box office numbers and Premier Access. I mean, I think they're very much at that point where, now where they, they can't push it. But at the same time, it also sends a signal to the um, cinemas going, look, we can we can do this without you, but you, we need you. we do need you, but we don't need you 100%. You know, it's a little bit tricky. But let's move on from there. Let's talk now about what's been announced for August on Disney+. Plus. So um, the announcement came in on... Uh, what was it, Wednesday? Haven't yet had the international versions. They're usually a little bit after the US ones. So I'm going to go week to week, and there's a few things we'll talk along the way. Okay, so kicking things off on Wednesday, August the 4th, America's Funniest Home Videos, American Edition. Then we're getting uh, Fancy Nancy Season 2. The other interesting bit of news this week is we're going to be getting Season Milan, Better Human, Better Dog. We're going to be getting two episodes every week. Um, on, on the Wednesday, they're going to be airing um, the previous weekend on National Geographic and Nat Geo Wild. And then they're going to be releasing them on Disney+. Plus. It was in a, had its own full press release. And um, for me, this is an interesting, you know, this is like the second time they've done this. They've done it with the Gordon Ramsay one. But I really welcome this move of 
you know, they've done it with Shark Fest as well. National Geographic really kind of zooming in on the idea that they need to get that content over onto Disney Plus much earlier, much faster. And I'm really like, and, and as, as someone that has literally got a new puppy this week, and I have now have two puppies under the age of one in the house, I need some training. Um, so I'm going to be watching this series for any little tips I can get. <laughs> so I wanted to jump back for one second. I, I might have misheard, but I think you said America's Funniest Home Video American Edition. Oh, Amer- uh, that's uh, that's an- animal, animal Edition. Animal Edition. Yeah, I think they're all the American editions. Um, yeah, it's the Animal Edition. Yeah. But yeah, so we've got Season Milan. So we're getting new episodes of that every week. What did you think of that announcement? Um, I actually have never seen any of Caesar Milan's um, shows or specials or anything like that. So I don't really have that much of a connection to it, but this might be a very good yeah. way to jump into it. We're also going to have five new episodes of the short circuit season two. So there's going to be five of them, uh, dinosaur barbarian going home, crosswalk songs to sing in the dark and number two to catering. So um, for me, five brand new short circuit shorts. Fantastic. I much I think it's a great idea for them to split them instead of dropping fourteen at once, drop three seasons of five. You know, spread them out a bit. There is going to be more seasons on the way. I love the shorts. I think this whole idea of short circuit, spark shorts. Um, what's the other one? Um, launch pad. The more of this, the better. Get some, get some experience. Get something different. I think this is great. I, yeah, I'm, I'm totally in on this. Yeah, and and we we're, we're seeing actually. Um when we talk about the the red panda trailer that these shorts are turning into bigger opportunities now that was that was based on um one of the the yeah bow one of the the shorts that went in front of a movie but it's the same idea Mm -hmm. you train them on these short films and then you give them the big projects when they prove Mm -hmm. they can do it also i just want to comment the key art for dinosaur barbarian is amazing (laughs) so (laughs) yeah I mean, I just think this is, this is such a great idea. Um, so I'm loving they're doing that. We're also going to be getting, now I'm going to say this, every Wednesday we'll be getting new episodes of Chippendale Park Life, which is a new animated series that starts at the end of this month. We're also getting uh, new episodes of Monsters at Work and Turner and Hooch. I'm going to talk about Turner and Hooch a little bit later on. Um, there'll also be three new episodes of Marvel Studios Legends, including Peggy, Char- Peggy Carter, The Avengers Initiative, and The Ravengers. Um, so I'm guessing they're getting some stuff set up for what if there, maybe to kind of remind people of who they are. It seems yep. to be a good way of doing it. Moving on from there, Friday, August the 6th, Beverly Hills Chihuahua, Beverly Hills Chihuahua, Viva La Fiesta. We've also got, the I think, the final episode of Gordon Ramsay Uncharted Season 3. Killer Shark versus Killer Whale, Mrs. Doubtfire. The finale of the Mysterious Benedict Society and the penultimate episode of Star Wars The Bad Batch. So kind of finishing off there anything jump out at you um i kind of want to watch mrs doubtfire again i watched it a long time ago and i just remember being really funny uh, yeah. i wonder how well it's aged yeah that's yeah it's gonna be interesting to how that one i have watched it in a while and we're gonna be watching it for an up for one of our uh retro reviews um, with jeremy next month so that's on that one was picked by everybody um moving on from there wednesday august 11th uh, Breaking Bobby Bones season eight, so we get or season one, we get the other half of this first season. They've been doing like split drops on that one. I mean, Disney just seem to be experimenting all over the place with these release schedules. There doesn't seem to be any. It's getting very hard to foresee what they're doing because they they don't. See, I mean, things are changing even between when they're putting posters out. <laughs> it's, um, and then we're getting uh, Gabby Duran and the Unsittables two season two, ten episodes of that, and then. 
uh, the Chicken Squad are getting seven episodes. We're getting some batch drops there from the Disney Junior, uh, Disney Channel, and National Geographic. And then we're getting What If, the brand new Marvel What If, which looking great, loads of stuff. I'm really looking forward to this one. So that will be dropping new episodes every Wednesday. Um, yeah, so that should be 10 weeks. So that will keep us going right through August and September. Moving on there from Friday, August the 13th, uh, we're getting Aquamarine, Shark Attack Files, and then the finale of Star Wars The Bad Batch. Uh, Wednesday, August 18th, we're getting five episodes of the second season of The Owl House. Again, another little batch drop. Season nine of Dr. Ugly Yukon Vet. Seasons one and two of Life Below Zero. And a brand new documentary series, Growing Up Animal. We're getting all six episodes all at the same time, which is an intimate and extraordinary adventure of baby animals from the safety of the womb to the uncertainty of birth and their tentative first steps. Each episode sees an incredible transformation of these iconic animals full of wonder and emotion. Growing up is a magical story of a mother's instinct to nurture and infant drive to survive. So that one, definitely going to be lots of cute little animals in that one there. Hopefully we get some little um, alligator Lokis and stuff. <laughs> um, and then the big one, really. We're getting season two of Diary of a Future President, but we're getting all 10 episodes all at once. So the experimentation continues. Um, they're trying something different. Um, I don't actually agree with this decision. I think this is, I, I maybe understand that maybe it's a, they're going for such a young audience that they're much more likely to binge at this age because they haven't got jobs. I mean, whoever, I mean, the, the people that we're aiming at for this show are probably only like 12. So therefore, you know, they haven't got, and it's the middle of the summer, so they can probably um, binge watch the whole lot in one weekend. But they could have got two months, two and a half months of releases out of this series. Um, but did you did you enjoy the first one? I can't remember if you did or not. I, I watched the first handful of episodes. I want to say two or three. Yeah. Um, and then it got lost in the shuffle because we had yeah. so many shows yeah. we were watching at the time. Um, I don't, I didn't dislike it. It, it just kind of didn't stick in yeah. my memory. Um, but I have to agree. I'm not too keen on them dropping this as a, a full 10 episode batch. I know what's going to happen yeah. already is I'll probably watch one or two episodes so that we mm -hmm. can talk about it when it comes out. And then I, and unless it like absolutely grabs me and I, and I have to see the rest of it, yeah. I will probably never see the remaining seven or eight episodes. Uh, yeah. My one I, worry with this one is, is it's going to be like boom, done, gone. You know, the discussion about this series will be over with in a day, in a couple of days. Um, the audience will obviously binge it. It will do well. And then it will just kind of, fizzle out um i did enjoy the first season but i didn't actually enjoy it because of elena i didn't really actually connect with her character much it was more bobby's story was a bit more interesting because of him coming to terms with his sexuality it was very much like a very like a baby's first steps it was very very vague very simple very but it was kind of that was what kept me going and at the time i think it was the only thing that we were releasing on disney plus last summer it was like those are the days when we only had one thing so that um I, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily excited about the series. Um, I will watch it just to see what happens, but it's definitely skewed much younger. It's pretty much a, just a Disney Channel show. And But the only other thing is it's actually made by CBS. It's not actually made by Disney. Well, it's made for Disney by CBS. So maybe that has an impact of like, they're much more willing to take a, a risk on this. I see how it does. Or they realize the numbers, they're not, it's not going to be returning, so they want to be doing it. But who knows? Um, it definitely looks like we'll be getting a bit more of the actual adult president in this series because she was very much missing from that first one. Um, but yeah, so it's not, yeah, it's just, it's just a bit of a change from shifting it up. Um, do not expect this from other big, um, anything big 
and expensive. I they're not going to do this binge format. This looks to me like a bit of an experiment. To see what the numbers do. Well, see, it's that last point that kind of gets to me. Uh, based on what we saw last year with the the shows that they picked to drop all at once, yeah, uh, which were mostly game shows or or you know cooking shows, things like that. When I see Disney Plus specifically dropping everything all at once, that's not back catalog content. My immediate instinct is, oh, they don't have any faith in this. Uh, now, I don't know if that's true for this or not. I, I'm just basing this on what we got last year. It, they're in a different position now than we were get, when we were getting those shows. But that is where I go with this. I'm, I'm like, well, if Disney doesn't have the faith in it, that it'll draw people in week after week after week after week, I don't see why I should have the faith either. It's a bit of a, I think it's a bit of a cultural thing as well, maybe with the age that they're aiming at. Right. right. It's tricky. That's the like, like I said, I'm not actually basing that on like rational thought. It's more of an impression. So people should not, no. uh, people should make their own judgment yeah. call on it rather than basing on my feelings on it. But yeah. that is yeah, how it, it yeah, makes me feel. That's also, I think, is what the, I do wonder if we're, now that like Disney Channel and National Geographic are starting to ease into that release schedule a little bit more, you know, it is make, bulking up the Disney Plus like weekly releases you know if we're getting i mean i personally would love to do what they're doing with season milan just do that every week for every series that they're doing and that would really help boost up and i would also say that would relieve the pressure on the disney plus originals because then you're getting multiple shows i mean it's like all those batch ones you know if we were getting gabby duran and breaking bobby bones and um the owl house and we were getting new episodes every every wednesday or friday I think that would really help boost up those numbers for Disney originals. Um, just give them a bit of room. But yeah, so we've also, as I said, let's have a look here. Also on that same day, yeah, we're getting the same episodes of everything else. Then on Friday, August 20th, hold back. You know, we've got a lot to watch. You've got Ergon. I, just, yeah, I mean, I've never seen the movie, but it wasn't, it wasn't, and I mean, this actually movie got added and got taken off by mistake again a couple of weeks ago. For me, it's more like, a, whoa, we're going back to one one thing on the Friday the 20th. Maybe they've got something big up their sleeves that they, they're going to announce at a later date, but one classic movie on on, on the tw- Friday. That's I mean, we've gone from bulk Fridays where we didn't have anything to watch, we couldn't decide, to then you've got one old movie. Yeah, and I have to admit, like I didn't even like the book, Aragon. Yeah. Uh, and then my friends who do like the book, Aragon, uh, were like, never touch the movie ever this is an abomination even jeremy irons can't save it um (laughs) now now if disney wanted to take the route of um what's the 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 group yeah that's what i was thinking if they wanted to do that and reboot it as a series and do it properly there's a lot of discussion on the internet even the um the book owner you know there's a lot of and there's been a lot of pressure going on to disney socially about um doing a disney plus series on that um, i i would be behind that i i would definitely watch it even though i didn't enjoy the book uh, I'm not touching this movie with a 20 foot pole. It, it, they'll, they'll put it on there and I will forget about it within yeah. 10 minutes. Of so you got, a nice, you got a nice Friday off there. I do. So then on Wednesday, August the 25th, we're getting Dr. K's animal um, exotic animal ER season nine, Gigantosaurus season two, 12 new episodes of Wicked Tuna season 10. And then we're getting a new Star Wars, the Mandalorian gallery making a thing of how they made the second uh, seasons finale with Luke Skywalker, which is just like, why on earth is this coming out like now? Of I mean, this the finale was what Christmas, 
You know, it's like taking nine months to give us a behind the scenes look. You know? <laughs> it it might make more sense when it comes out if we find that it's paired with some sort of announcement, perhaps a release date with for for Boba Fett or Mandalorian yeah. season three. But uh, this far in advance, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, this is a little arbitrary. Having said that, this could be very interesting because that entire final episode or that final scene from the final episode was yeah. really cool. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it might be worth actually going back and watching the episode again because I can't really remember. I can obviously remember Luke coming in and you know beating everything up, but you know it's been that long since it came out. Um, and looks like I mean I would probably say when one Friday the August the twentieth because there's nothing out. Just watch the Mandalorian again. <laughs> hey, go for it. I'd, there's not a yeah. bad time to rewatch the Mandalorian. Yeah. Honestly, and then and then on Wednesday, Wednesday on that same Wednesday, so that's that. Then then we got all the new episodes of the other four shows. And then on Friday, we're getting Cruella. That'll be available to all subscribers. So that's definitely worth checking out. That's a great movie. We're also getting Dan in Real Life and Underdog. They're both returning in the US. And Disney Princess's remix in the Ultimate Princess Celebration, which is also airing on Disney Channel the same day. So again, this is that kind of mix-up. And instantly makes, as I said, this is where that the, the roster just looks so much more impressive when you start putting these day-and-date stuff in there. But what do you think of August's lineup? Actually, uh, with the exception of the the continuously running shows, so what if, um, uh, and then the shows that are wrapping up, like Bad Batch and so on, not all that impressive, really. No, it's a yeah, it's a very light month. Um, A lot of people complaining about the lack of classic content, and I got to be honest, I'm gonna say, hold up, yeah, this is this is very much a, a. bare bones month this is it feels light it, there's obviously we've got what if which is great you know we've got continuations of monsters that work and we've got turner and hooch you know even getting diary of the future president and uh growing up animal the, the original side is is fine you know it's not it's not great but it's not um it definitely feels like a, a slight cool down um what we've had from recently i wouldn't be at all surprised if there's something else lined up for that friday it feels a little bit light um but also August is a bit of a bad month because a lot of people are out. It's summer. It's it's generally a low month for ratings. So, you know, TV networks and stuff don't put a lot of new stuff out in August. They keep everything back for the fall. It's, it's generally always been like that. So I can see where they kind of maybe sliding on that same line. But for me, there's just, there's nothing there shouting like library content, nothing. I mean, there's nothing from the nineties, nothing from them. There's just so little and they've not been putting anything on for months. It's not just like one month, but this feels like the one of the months where I'm going that you've not put any library content on here. It's all the new stuff that's from the Disney channel, national geographic or shows that are, or movies that are just returning that have already been on there because there is, they haven't added one bit of library content there at all. I mean, and I don't, I don't count down in real life, or because they've already been on there and got taken off due to service restrictions. That's not was, was Mrs. Doubtfire on there previously and then removed? Yeah, Mrs. I can't Ms. remember. Yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire's been on and off. You know, um, Aragon's been on and off. Um, so those movies, and they're already available in other countries. So there's literally just a switch of a number, and they're on there. It's just, you know, there's nothing because it's not only that. If the, if the Americans don't get anything, the rest of the world don't get any. You know, we're, yeah, they're getting stuff for Star and all the rest of it. But it just feels like there's a massive lack of library content this summer um you know so many movies and series from disney's list i mean josh has done up a, a, an article on our website it's been one of our most popular ones of what's missing there's like seven eight hundred shows and movies that could be put on disney plus that are missing from their vault 
and just very light just for, and it is a little bit on the lines of you know i feel like right let's take originals out and let's take the the new shows from the channels out. and it's like and then you take away the servers the ones that have been available somewhere else but there is nothing left and that's quite that's bad that just feels a very light month and i think josh i think it was josh also yeah. put together a list of uh shows that had problems in them yeah. like missing episodes or episodes out of yeah. order or in the wrong aspect ratio um and while i would not expect to see those on the release list uh it doesn't seem like they've been putting any effort into fixing those either well they've actually they have actually been and this past week they took off miles from tomorrowland they took that one off the other day and i suspect that'll be back um they've split that into two seasons because the name was different i think they did it with sunny and a chance as well last week they were so random they fixed that one they've gone back and fixed what was the one mickey mouse's mixed up adventures and mickey mouse's roaster races they've gone back and split them up into because in the third season they rebranded them a different show so they've been kind of mixed up so they fixed that they have been going back they fixed like the the incredible hulk spider-man uh, uh was it school of rock not school of rocks um schoolhouse rocks um, okay yeah <laughs> um they've gone back they have gone back and fixed some stuff and they have been tweaking um some of the bits and pieces some of the metadata and stuff there's still lots of mistakes but they have been going back and l- doing little things but they don't tell anybody I mean, it wouldn't be so right. bad if they put up a little tweet up and said, yeah, Mickey Rose races will be gone for a few days while we fix them. And they don't, they don't, they don't mention anything. It just suddenly parents and go, it was really bad with Mickey. Where's Mickey Rose Racer? Why is it taking off? My kids like, yeah, it'll be, we'll be I, back. But <laughs> it was, yeah, I, they were not happy with their routine being broken. The popularity of that show always surprised me because like as an adult, without kids, I never hear about that show. But then all of my adult friends with kids are like, my I have to have this available to me. It's, it's crazy. It's like how Bluey and Mickey Mouse Clubhouse um, are just just monsters on Disney Plus. Just you know, they're so hard. And the only thing that's kind of really interesting, and I don't know if it's because of the kids being out in the US or so, but the trending chart in the US has just completely shifted to um, Disney Channel shows. It's just the last couple of weeks, I'm going, is it broken? Is it broken? It's like, it's like, like they've stopped watching movies and they're all binge watching classic, uh, a load of Disney Channel shows. And like, and I'm like, oh yeah, well, I suppose if the US kids are off because the UK kids don't break up till next week for the summer holidays. Um, yeah, I was like, yeah, it's probably having an impact on it. It was kind of weird because I was also thinking the last time I was at Disney uh, World, I stayed at one of the hotels and they literally had a channel that was dedicated to almost nothing but Mickey's Racer. I think it mixed in with with Mickey's (laughs) Treehouse as well. Now, obviously, that wouldn't impact Disney Plus uh, ratings, but I I believe a lot of the hotels now have Disney Plus in the rooms, at at least the more expensive ones do. And, you know, you get back from a day at the parks and you just like... You have some Mickey's Roadsters and leave me alone. I need to sleep. I, I, you I know? think every time I watched, the only time I really ever watched like Disney channels, I think when I'm at the parks, because I, I think you're in that zone and going, yeah, I don't, but yeah. I yeah. wouldn't say I, I watched them per se, but they're definitely good. Just turn the TV on um, and, and get some noise while you kind of yeah. you know, go about getting ready for bed or getting ready for the next day, whatever. We also had a couple of new trailers this week. Uh, we had uh, Turning Red, which is a brand new Pixar movie coming out in March next year. What did you think of that trailer? It was weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, it, I can I can see where Bao turned into this. Yeah. I didn't. I did not like the Bao short. Um, actually, oh, I, I think I, I once he once he eats the um, 
the brother slash yeah. um yeah what is it is a what's the name of that thing uh it's not a um, rice ball no no the the actual it's steam, the steam bun yeah the steam bun once he actually eats the steam bun in in his fit of rage or whatever i was done with that i was just well, like I think, what is yeah, this the i also get a different way it was more of like the it was about the the mother the overbearing mother trying to let go of the the son because oh, yeah. obviously at the end they flipped it and it's very much like mm, turning red is about an overprotective mother who can't let seem to let her daughter um and that definitely seems to be very much the kind of thing i mean doing a full hulk hulk transformation at the beginning of just a rage blowing in her and um i, I thought it looked cute um i thought it looked fun um again art style is very different for pixar it's a little bit different um I know there's a lot of Canadians really happy because the character looks like it's set in Canada because uh, <laughs> she had a Canada t-shirt on. Um, the only thing, and this is the one thing that got me was uh, in the press release, it said it's coming out in March, 2022. No mention of the word theater or cinema, no mention of Disney plus either, but a very kind of like, mm, that's a very vague Almost along the lines of Disney going, we don't know what's going on, so we're just going to say it's coming out on this date. We don't know how we're going to release it, but it's going to be out there. And I was like, hmm. So I, went, I even went back and just looked at some of the wording of other movies just to kind of go, well, do I? Like, no, they always state coming you know, to theatres or coming to cinema. And I was like, yeah, they haven't announced it. I was like, it's like, they can't push the third Pixar movie in a run onto Disney Plus, but they could do because I know that Luca had an incredible first week on Disney Plus, pulled in a billion plus views, smashed into number one on the Nelson streaming chart, and it's been a massive success. Same thing that happened with Soul. Pixar might actually be in that situation that these movies are, are monster hits for um, Disney Plus. So it just seemed very. I picked up on the fact that there was no con, no wording of the word cinema. So they could change things, and I know they. But just keep. I'm going to keep an eye on this one. We'll be interesting how this works out with because with Enchantico they did. They were very open about the fact of coming to cinemas on this day. This one, no mention of it. So I'm just going to keep an eye on that. They probably haven't decided yet. But we to to put a, a different spin on it too. We've also seen people working at Pixar who have expressed frustration that the movies are not going to theaters. Mm. Uh, normally, they're pitching it as well. If Disney is not making tangible money off of it, that is, it's it's very hard to show what part of Disney Plus is earning the money versus just a normal subscription. Uh, whereas box box office numbers are are pretty cut and dry. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see if Disney's like, no, Pixar, you've become our Disney Plus like premium content that you don't have to pay extra for. And Pixar are going, no, no, no. We we make premium content for it to be sold in a premium format. It's a kind of a weird one because I, I think it goes back to the old feeling of like straight to video and, and kind of straight to streaming kind of feels a little bit like that. And kind of that, um, I still feel like, you know the thing is the numbers are what matters to them of like looking at what was this movie done at the cinema to what is it worth on disney plus but also what's it worth in merchandise because how as luca have they sold more luca merchandise because more kids have been able to watch it we don't know we don't know what the number how that works you know the cross effect over going the other way um but yeah i'm just gonna keep keep an eye on that one and we also yeah. got, a, got a trailer for Stuntman, which is coming to Disney Plus next week. We're actually getting two movies next week, Stuntman and Playing with Sharks. Um, 
looks a fun movie. Um, I'll have a review up next week um, on that one before it goes up. I haven't watched it yet, but um, yeah, look at that that one. The trailer to me is like it actually was more along the lines of oh yeah, I need to watch that this week because <laughs> like, I totally forgot about it <laughs> because it was like a movie that's been like literally in limbo for five years. It was released at a, at a, a festival in 2018 and one, and it's like it's literally been sort of sat I think in the vault somewhere being trying to be sold. So Disney have picked it up. Um, nice to have something different. That's what I'm looking forward to. For me, it will depend entirely on what they choose to focus on. Um, if they want to look at this guy's history as a stuntman and they want to, you know, show some of the stunts that he's done, maybe break them down, I'd love to see that. I mean, I, I loved over at uh, Hollywood Studios down in Florida doing that uh, stunt car spectacular and yeah. they'd, they'd show you the tricks that they use to, to pull it off. I, I love doing things like that. If they want to focus on him rocket launching across yeah. a river. Now, granted, I love rocket launches, but at the same time, like this really is not interesting compared to the other things mm. from the trailer. It seemed like a bit, a big part of the focus is going to be on this rocket launch as well as uh, the history behind it with evil Knievel and his yeah. attempt and, and so on. And just like, I'm not interested in that. Uh, we'll see what the movie well, is actually about. Yeah, it's that kind of thing as well. It'd be nice, you know, we've got a little bit of different things moving on from there. Right, let's now um, jump into some of the reviews. So we're going to keep these ones pr probably a little bit light because of the time. Um, so before we go into Loki, just a quick thing. We've got Behind the Attraction, um, a brand new series that's dropping on Wednesday. We're getting five episodes. They've changed again. This series has gone through quite a few changes. It was coming out on, on a Friday, then it got moved to a Wednesday. Now they're actually just releasing five episodes so you got one on Tarot Terror, Star Tours, Haunted Mansion, and Jungle Cruise, and a, a, another one. Um, <laughs> I, I don't um, know. I haven't seen them yet. <laughs> well, the thing is, I've seen all 10. Um, yes. There's 10. The other five will be coming later. Um, the embargoes today. So there will be a there's a written review and a video review. Also, a, a little bit of a deeper review um, available as well. Um, a great little series. If you like the Imagineering story, it's got a different kind of vibe to it. Each episode is about 45 minutes long. Um, also, just a quick note, well, there's an interview going up today on our YouTube channel and on the website with um, two Imagineers that um, are involved in the series. I got to speak to them um, a few weeks ago. So, um, just great thing. But this series, light, full of facts, different type of tone done by the people that made the, the toys that made us over on netflix so much more humor a little bit of like the commentary is a little bit more fun with it it's not it there's lots of little nuggets i think some show, some episodes are better than others um interestingly enough the ones that i like the most are in the second batch which i think people aren't probably going to like as much because they're not but i prefer the ones that were based on the stuff i didn't know about you know, finding out about the the trams and the castles and the, the Disneyland hotel. There was a whole episode about it. I found that fascinating because, you know, the Haunted Mansion, you know, Jungle Cruise, you know, those have been covered a lot over the last, you know, in the history. So it was for me, I liked going back and watching stuff about the stuff I didn't know about because I'm a little bit of a, I am a Disney nerd. And every time I go on a holiday, I take with me, I buy myself a little, um, either biographically about um, an Imagineer or I'll buy a little snap, a little book about the parks, about history or movies. You know, I do do a little bit of like, I, I take that time, downtime to do research. 
<laughs> I just because I just find it relaxing, sat on the beach, just reading about how they made movies and made the theme parks and little nuggets of information. So some of this stuff I didn't know because I've been reading. So that's on me rather than on on you as a viewer. It, it, they're all pretty good. What about 40, 45 minutes a piece? Some of the shows veer off a little bit. So like with Star Tours, they talk about that for a long time and then they kind of go and drift into like Galaxy's Edge and tell you a bit about Galaxy's Edge. Same thing with the Space Mountain. They kind of veer off and go onto the Tron coaster, which is so much better than um, Space Mountain. And they do, and Jungle Cruise, they kind of wander off a little bit onto the Animal Kingdom uh, because it's just like what, it kind of like where, where like the branches go, the timeline goes with Disney on them. But no, I, I really, a really good documentary series. I'm really hoping um, people check it out. I think it's not, like I said, it's not in that same tier as Imagineering Story because it's got a very different presentation style, but just jump in and out. It's not much easier. If, if they've got a lot of trivia going into it, then I'm looking forward to it. I, I love seeing the behind the scenes stuff. I love hearing the little conflicts or what they wanted to do versus what they actually did. Uh, and, and seeing how the rides change over time too. Like you mentioned Space Mountain. I don't know if they mentioned Hyperspace Mountain in there at all, uh, but that was always a fun change or, or how the Tower of Terror turned into the Guardians Mission yeah. Breakout, stuff like that. It's all covered, uh, yeah. I will say uh, it was fun. Uh, one of the last times I was at the park pre-COVID was for uh, a 5K, 10K. And one of the, the benefits of doing those, uh, of being stupid enough to wake up at three o'clock in the morning to run around the parks in the dark, is that you get to see stuff you don't normally get to see. And we got to see kind of a little bit into them working on I, what I believe was the Tron coaster. Yeah, I mean, I did the Tron coaster um, in Shanghai. It, I did it. I did it twice. I loved it. It's people are gonna love that right that coaster when it gets in. Um, and to be aware that if you do have big calves like I do, then you have to sit at the back. But then it's still really fast. Also, Hyperspace Mountain. It's funny you mention it because I did that one in Hong Kong, um, and there was no queue. It's great. Just ran straight on it. Um, did it like four times. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. Um, I wouldn't. It's like whereas Space Mountain in France is so different because it's an upside down vertical roller coaster. Inside, it's completely different to the one in Florida. So there's such a, they are very different. But yeah, there as a theme park fan and some you know, I loved all that. I mean, it's just I think this is a great series. I wish they were dropping it weekly. I'll be honest. I feel like this would have been had a little bit more impact being a weekly show. But yeah, definitely check it out. A lot of fun. Yeah. I'm now a little annoyed that Space Mountain was closed when I was in Disneyland Paris a couple of years ago. I I would not go back specifically to watch uh, to ride that, but if I ever find myself in Paris again, I'll have to do that. Uh, I was like, the, yeah. Admittedly, like the chances yeah. of me going back to Paris yeah. anytime soon. Are I was like low. that with Shanghai with the Pirates of the Caribbean, because it, it's supposed to be amazing, and it was down for um, refurb that week when we were there. Uh, I was like, that was the one right. <laughs> Like, and I must have been like laughing. Go, I don't know if I ever come back, but they build a few more rides. I'm coming back because this place is lovely. Um, but yeah, and um, there's definitely a cool thing. But let's now talk about Turn and Hooch. Um, that's another series you get in the first. You can talk episode. about Turn and Hooch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the new the first series comes out or first episode comes out next Wednesday with new episodes dropping weekly. Um, now I've only watched the first episode. I kind of wanted. I'm going to keep a little bit. Um, it's just been a busy week with the puppy, so I thought, no, I'm just going to watch the first episode. If you've seen the movie, you've seen the first episode. They very much kind of run through the hits of, he's a, he lives in a clean apartment, 
he get, inherits the dog because Tom Hanks has died. I mean, it's not a spoiler. They pretty much are putting it out. They're going, hey, look, he is dead. He ain't coming in. He ain't coming in the series. Um, so he gets the dog. He helps him on a, on a case. He then falls in love with the dog. And then he's his partner. I mean, you could see, and this is all in episode one. I was a bit like, guys, you could have, you've got 12 episodes. You could have stretched this out a little bit. It was a little bit along the lines of, here's this, here's this character, here's this character. Tick, 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 tick. It felt a little bit like a Saturday evening. Like, it kind of reminds me of like that, like, 18 MacGyver that kind of thing you all watch as a you all used to watch as a kid in in the living room all together very light bit fluffy there's a you know there's car chases and some police and you know, some shootouts and stuff so it's not super kid but it's gonna I think it's gonna take a, f- a few weeks for me to get like connected with Josh Peck as the main character if it, it, he's a minute he's going man he's a bit like bland but it might develop over it all the characters were a bit like they're trying too hard to set. I was a bit like, we could slow this down a little bit. We don't have, you know, if you're going to retell the first movie and they, they set it up for what's happening in later episodes, but it was a little bit like trying to redo the whole of the first movie in, the, in 45 minutes was a bit, was, yeah, it just like, okay, we could have done a little bit longer. I completely did love the fact that I had lots of laughter about how bad Hooch had destroyed the place, though we didn't actually get to see him do it too much. But having, as I said, got a new puppy this week. I've got two puppies right now. The living, uh, the living room and the kitchen and the garden are just covered in mess. So I'm complete. I was completely, and I love those French Mastiff dogs. I mean, Turner Hooch. I think that 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 movie set that that dog up for me. I mean, and my bulldog has been slobbering away because of the heat wave here right now. <laughs> just, just like so much. I was just, like, yep, totally, get, totally connected with the character. Totally lo- loved it. Um, great little series. I'm looking forward to seeing where this one goes. Um, It was what I was expecting. There wasn't any surprises. It didn't blow me away, but I am going to come back to watch some more episodes because it's like, this is going to be a fun little um, series. We need more of this on Disney Plus. There's something that's not, you know, I love the Marvel shows. I love the Star Wars shows, but we need more these kind of shows, you know, that aren't around franchises. Whether or not they need to do Turner and Hooch reboot, I don't think they did, but... You know, it's a fun little series, but obviously we'll talk about it much more next week when you've seen the first episode as well. Let's now move on to Loki. So let's, we're also going to talk um, spoilers on this one. We will talk about the whole series of how, what did you think of that finale? That's a bit mixed, actually. Yeah. Um, it was off to a really good start uh, and middle. You know, the whole scene with Immortus slash Kang slash whatever um, was great. I, I loved that entire sequence with him and, and Sylvie and Loki and kind of peeling back the layers, but th- I found the ending unsatisfying. Um, it, they left so many dangling threads and it was very clearly, a, no, we're going to deal with this later. We're going to deal with this later um, uh, situation. And then of course we get to the mid credits and it's like season two. And I'm like, Oh, great. I got to wait for season two now. Uh, so, so part of it is frustration that we have to wait for season two. And part of it though was, I really wish they had resolved something to at least give us a slightly satisfying conclusion to season one. It was very, I mean, I, I, you know, that kind of thing I go like, are they going to get, cause I, I mean, I kind of was guessing Kang was very likely in there because obviously he's a time traveling from the future. We know he'd already been cast in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. And even just the fact of some of the the statues and some of the stuff in the the little Miss Minute uh, video looked a bit like the um, the actor. 
so I was kind of ready. So he appeared on like, yeah, this is a big moment. You know, he's making his debut. This is the big next big villain for Disney for this. And I think he's probably going to be the villain for, for, for probably for phase four things and beyond. I think this one's going to be a big one. Weird with how it wasn't. And suddenly kind of, you know, he's in full control. He knows what he's doing. And suddenly it's like, okay, this is the end of it. I don't know what's happening now. Um, and obviously Sylvie just takes control because she just lets her emotions take full full emotion. She just does kills him. But then of course she's there going, you can kill me, but there's going to be more of me. You know, that kind of, you know, there's more variants and they're going to be worse than I am. <laughs> it's just like, um, so yeah, that was kind of interesting. And then obviously Loki getting sort of, kind of becoming the hero in some respect of going, no, uh, maybe we should like, this is for the greater good. This is might not be a bad idea. Can we listen to him for a little bit? And then he gets sent back in time because Morbius doesn't even know who he is. Um, well, that was, a, that was a little bit questionable, actually. Was he sent back in time or does Mobius, is he erased from some sort of timeline so Mobius doesn't know about him? I, I found that yeah. a, little, a little hazy, intentionally yeah. hazy, so I wasn't sure. But he kind of went back and then, no, because he might be right, actually, because he went back, he went wherever he got sent. At that point, the only, the, the timekeeper now just looks like Kang and there wasn't mm-hmm. the three of them. So maybe now he's in a time, a timeline where only Kang is completely in charge. Um, so no, um, but yeah, it, I definitely, I really enjoyed this. It's it, it, like, and I keep saying it, it felt like I was watching a movie. This felt like a movie kind of, you know, when they talked about the fact that you need to watch the Disney Plus shows to keep up with the MCU and people are going, yeah, they're not really going to do it. This did. This has changed. You know, Spider-Man, um, the new Spider-Man movie, we're going to have multiverses in that one. We're going to have, you know, Doctor Strange. I mean, we knew the multiverse was coming in that one, but I didn't realize how much WandaVision and Loki were going to set that up because it really does feel like, Doctor Strange next year. I mean, there's even been some reports that Loki's actually going to be in that in that movie as well. You know, this is a massive part. You know, this is changing the MCU forever with what happened in this episode. You know, and how often can we say that of a of a TV series episode where like it's literally going to change the movies? That you know, that I mean, the whole timeline. I mean, we're now completely blown in terms. Of, I mean, a lot of people kind of, um, or oh, does that now mean like Deadpool and you know? the X-Men, you know, it's like, well, I don't think it necessarily means that. It just means they now can spread out and do whatever they want and make all kinds of alternate versions of characters. There's no end of merchandise coming. <laughs> and, and this is where What If is going to come in uh, and yeah. to play in a couple of weeks, obviously. Um, they do have to be very careful with this because there is always the possibility that if you make it so that there are unlimited possibilities, uh, then the possibility in front of you no longer matters. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they need to have, let's call it the, the prime timeline or, you know, the, the core timeline, whatever they called it in the show. Uh, it, and it needs to be shown as important rather than all the branches are, are less important. Otherwise you end up in a situation where it's like, well, sure. This timeline uh, is horrible, um, but who cares? Cause over in this timeline, everything is doing great. Yes, you know, I be honest. I hated the whole timeline thing from the multiverse in the comic books. I've never liked oh, yeah. it. Um, I find it confusing. Uh, so Marvel have got to keep on. They've got to keep things simple. And um, apparently, the thing Kevin Feige had said they are, they've they've had a meeting recently to 
set the rules <laughs> what they can do and it's like yeah we need some we need some we need some rules and you guys need to stick to it because I, i'm the, hoping the they had this casual, yeah before this i'm hoping they had this meeting a while yeah and they're just kind of shoring it up now uh yes. that that's that's the main thing because even in the comic books it, it is a mess uh Marvel had a reboot not that long ago where they merged timelines, of course, and then they started uh, splintering them off again. DC has now had its third reboot in a decade. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's it's a mess, honestly. And it, and the movies. Yeah. Go ahead. I think that's what I always loved about the movies. It was a much more simplistic way of doing it, and I think they are going to have to keep things simple. Um, they've obviously established. Yeah, I mean, they've already established now that with you know we've had time travel. And now we've got Loki, you know, we've got variants that don't have to look like the same character. Cause I think that was always, you know, I, I always grasped the concept of a variant being, you know, well, at this point they did this and at this point they did that. But when you've got like, you know, a girl version of you or an alligator version, you know, there's like, okay, we're kind of drifting way off into, you know, anything can happen. You know, I mean, the whole thing like with Miles Morales as Spider-Man, um, that is a alternate version, an alternate timeline, and he ends up moving into the same timeline and all that. It gets a bit complicated. But I think now already we've seen with Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, we saw it with even being hinted in Far From Home. Um, you know, we are seeing this kind of splintering in. And if they can keep the rules simple, I think that's good. Um, but I thought Loki, hands down, best series. I loved it. Um, I loved the interaction between all the characters. It, like, it felt like I was watching a long movie. Um, second season was like yes this is a, it kind of ended again yeah, this is so open and we I think kind of knew that beforehand because like you knew with like Falcon and the Winter Soldier were like once you become Captain America the show name had to die same thing with WandaVision you knew that well Loki was so much more vague you know it was like this can just keep rolling and I think Loki's really helped having longer having much more time on himself because he's such an interesting character and Tom plays it so well um for me, this was just like this is a straight up win. I'm um, of the free Marvel series so far. That is still my that's now my favorite. This is pushing the this is pushing me for the Mandalorian. Of like, well, which actually is my favorite Disney Plus show because I really enjoyed Loki. There's just something about it. It had movie star quality. I think you know they're bringing in Owen Wilson really helped with that and the importance of it now because it's not just a throwaway show. This is not, you know, I mean, after years of things like Inhumans and Agents of Shield, which are like, well, it's kind of connected, but and you know, you know, here's his cloak and dagger. We're going to mention Daredevil, but not call him by name, or or in Dead or in Daredevil. Oh, there's a wall crawling superhero, you know. No, this is like full on. Oh no, no, we've just wrecked all the movies. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it, yeah, yeah. I'm still annoyed by, you know, the. The ambiguity of whether the Netflix shows are. It's like you guys launched them as uh, part of the Marvel universe. Don't don't backtrack on it. Well, but... it looks like. I mean, it looks very much like Daredevil is going to be a big thing now with with the new Spider Man movie and She Hulk. So I think they're gonna. I don't know why they wouldn't, because ultimately it. I think maybe they've just got to that point. Kind of look, with the fans are used to that. You know, let's just let's just roll with it. You know, don't and. I, I want to see more Daredevil. I love that I, character. I, and honestly, even if some of the shows weren't that great, the actors they cast in general were fantastic yeah. across the board for the, the Netflix shows. I mean, they've made Deadpool canon this week as well. I mean, did you see that trailer? 
the, the, this um, reaction video for Free Guy. But if you've seen the um, you've got, seen it's got de- you got Deadpool and Kong, not uh, and, and Korg, doing a reaction video to Free Guy, and you know like Deadpool's going, well they're also busy making Disney Plus shows at the end. <laughs> like literally referencing that, you know, like you think I'd say to Kong, uh, Korg, I'm like. Uh, so how do you get in the MCU? You know, smash your dreams and all this. It's like, you have to watch. It's so good. And I think this whole thing of like seeing Korg and Deadpool together sat on a couch. Um, this is Deadpool, you know, again, Loki set Deadpool up. And Loki, Deadpool already could like jump between timelines and stuff. So yeah, I, we are, I think this has just all helped all of that just come into line. But yeah, so I'm really, really looking forward to more of that. I, I actually forgot that Taika was in uh, Free Guy. I'm yeah. looking forward to that. That's yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one because I, I mean, there's a big video game fan, um, like, um, and anything with anything with Ryan Reynolds, I just find him. I just find him so funny, and I don't think I've ever been disappointed in anything other than maybe X Men. Um, but yeah, generally, yeah, totally in on that one. So, what else have you watched this week on Disney Plus? Just kind of <laughs> yeah. So we got a couple. We've got, um, I'll just list them off. Bad Batch, uh, not sticking strictly to, uh, to Disney Plus here because uh, some of them aren't on Disney Plus here, but also Love Victor. Yeah. Uh, and then the Mysterious Benedict Society. Those are the, yeah. the three. Um, I watched some episodes of the, the Gloaming, the Gloaming, yeah. uh, but I'm not, I'm not up to the current episode. So I'm, we'll I'm a thing. I'm a little bit behind on that one because, like I said, it's been a bit, a bit of a busy week. Um, uh, as well, just in and, terms of everything, and it's yeah, that's that's a show that I'll probably check out with next week. I think we'll get back into the line. And, and I watched one episode of Modoc, uh, yeah. and I, I, I don't think I'm going to continue. I've, 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 I've tapped out of that show. I, I don't, I'm not, I haven't gone back to it for a couple of weeks, and I don't know if I will. It didn't really. I found it annoying. I didn't really. I don't know. There's something about that show. That it didn't click. No. Uh, so the bad batch. What do you think of this episode? I enjoyed it. Um, I think it was a little bit of a step down from last week and last week already wasn't the greatest episode. I, I did uh, praise the production values for last week quite a bit. Um, I think they, they took a step back this week in, in terms of that, uh, which highlighted the fact that the story wasn't super amazing. It, it mostly hinged on being like, Hey, it's Hera and it's Chopper. Yeah. yeah I, I kind of was a bit like, yeah, this, this universe is like, stop doing this guys. Just, just, it's like, you're in a massive universe with planets full of millions and billions of people. We can't keep running into the same people. You know, if I just, uh, you know, it's like if I just suddenly got off a plane in, you know, in, I don't know, in Canada, I'm not, I'm not going to bump into somebody that, you know, that's, it's, I don't know, just fine. It's getting a little bit like you, we got to get past this, uh, making everything interconnected. I know they're trying to do it with the Bad Batch. It was like, we, I don't know if we needed. They could have done this story without Hera. They could have just done this as a rand any character, and it would have worked the same. And I, that would probably would have worked better. I think for me, um, it's okay. I I really struggling with the series. It's just like let's get some meat. There's nothing. It's just like you say. It's like cameo of the week, and it's just like I need a little bit more than that. Yeah, one of the strengths of the previous extended universe, so the one that Disney got rid of when they took over the property, they had to get rid of it. Yeah. I'm not going to complain about that. Um, was that you did not have this sense that everybody knew everybody. Sure, the important characters interacted. Boba Fett knew the heroes and, and so on, things like that. But the little minor characters, 
never interacted with Luke Skywalker. They never interacted with Han Solo or Darth Vader or any of this. So it felt like the galaxy was huge. Mm -hmm. There's a little spot for everybody. And while your your efforts might help the rebellion in this way, uh, it didn't require Luke Skywalker to come in and go, good job, kid. Thanks for helping the rebellion, you know? Disney went in the complete opposite direction. Yeah. Everybody knows everybody. Everything is interconnected. Uh, and I I don't, I'm, I'm not fond of that direction. Now, I'll give Bad Batch a little bit of leniency on this because this is also very clearly Dave Filoni yeah. just going, I'm playing with all the toys, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, it, it really does feel like the Star Wars universe is getting smaller and smaller and smaller with every single episode. And it, it's... It is honestly getting a little annoying. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, like I said, I, it, was, it was one of the one of the last shows that I kind of got to. Oh, I haven't watched Bad Batch yet. I actually, for, I got so many other shows that yesterday, I forgot there was a new Bad Batch. Um, it's just, it's just been a bit bland. I'm just like, come on, let's get. The last few weeks have just been a bit, a bit slow on it. Um, we also had Mysterious Benedict Society, where things now are starting to come to a light to what's actually happening because it was getting a little bit like we need to get this story moving along you know my parents are going to me what's actually happening we don't know what's going on it's a bit slow and i mean like, this episode felt like this, the, you know like, okay we're now into the second half let's speed speed up a little bit you know we find out what's going on what the emergency is how it's working and yeah i thought i thought this was this is probably the best episode we've seen probably since episode two um or we, yeah this was like the better one of us so far I really enjoyed this episode. Um, I, I don't think we still have a full grasp of what the emergency is, but we're getting those little pieces. We understand how the the machine uh, works, or at least what the voices in the head were. Um, it was it was fun. It was kind of interesting to see how Washington's uh, thoughts process were different from the other kids' thought yeah. process and what was important to them. Um, and then we've got the girls off doing their own thing as well, and. Well, the, the tetherball thing was, is still a little bit weird. Um, it, it at least gave them the chance for those two characters to be doing their own thing and not be in the shadow of the boys. And of course, they make the major discovery of uh, yeah. that that leads to kind of the ending of the episode. Yeah, no, I, I'm really enjoying this series. So different, so fresh. Just nice having something different. It's definitely um, one of the, one of the highlights of the week when I watched that one. Um, I- yeah. One one last thing on this. I also really appreciate how they continue to show that Benedict and his team are not nearly as infallible as they think they are. Like they've got this whole bubble of like superiority. We've thought of everything, and then this teacher just randomly walks into their <laughs> camp. They're like, "How'd you get here?" It's like, "Well, just this really easy chain of events." And I found yeah. it. It's like, "Yeah, no, oh, okay." And probably along the lines of Benedict, um, probably Doctor Curtin isn't even aware of them. <laughs> right that's probably all the ones yeah you're in you know you have no bearing on what what's going on there um so no, so i'm really enjoying that one there we also had um a new episode of love victor so this again was a, a really i thought this was a very strong episode where we see the basketball team kind of accept victor you know they all dye their hair pink um and we kind of and i thought that was a good one where like you know victor's going you know to um, I can't think of the, the character's name, Andrew, and kind of saying that you you want to be an ally. You got to just be more. You've got to actually do something. You can't just um, say it, which I thought was good from his point because you can see that look of his face. Yeah, I'm going to have to do more than this to get him back on. 
Um, you know, he's obviously, and I, you know, that character has, has changed so much since the first season. But it's nice seeing him do that because he is stepping up and being, you know, you know, he knows he needs Victor. He obviously wants, you know, he wants him on the team to win for himself, but he's willing to do anything to. And I thought that was good. You know, the whole thing with Benji doing the dance with the girls to support, I thought that was fun. I wasn't expecting it. And especially with him doing the whole, and I, yeah, again, this series for me is just really, really good. I'm also liking the, what they're doing with Felix and Lake with his mum, giving him some problems. And also just the issue with the parents you know, of them really, I like the fact that with the mum of like, you know, she's obviously really struggling with it. And she goes to her church for support and kind of gets tossed to the side. And she's like, oh, what's that? I, you know, I wanted to come here for you to tell me it was all right because you've changed your systems. And it's like, no, we're not changed. And I'm like, wow, they really, I, I really, I've just, this whole season is so much better than that first season because they've been allowed to stretch to go because they're not making it for Disney Plus. Um, I'm just really, I'm, I'm, this is because, I mean, I haven't seen an episode for like four weeks. So it was like, oh yeah, we're back in. I've got new episodes coming up now. I'm, I'm really, really enjoying Love, Victor. It's, it's refreshing in the fact of, that little bit of more maturity makes it so much more enjoyable to watch. Yeah, it's, it is really well done. There, there are times when things go a little bit too conveniently yeah. for them. You know, it, they, they, they wrap things up quite nicely, which I will admit, I do kind of prefer to the, um, we could resolve this by talking to each other, but instead we're going to get four episodes of us not talking about what would fix yeah. this in like three minutes. Um, so that, you need to kind of find a little bit of a balance there. Uh, but overall, really good. Um, the whole church thing was really well done. I did like that the mother, rather than taking that the church kind of reinforced her point of view or her original point of view, was like, no, the, the church, I, I love my son. and The church yeah. maybe isn't, you know, yeah. the, the moral center in this, or that particular church, I should yeah. specify. Um but even with that, she's not all the way there. And her husband is, is seeing that. It's like, we've got to go the full way here together or yeah. this isn't going to work between us. And that was really well handled. Yeah. Uh, I, it's, been, it's, it's been nice watching it. For the, I did have liked the fact, because like, traditionally, generally in series and stuff, you always see it with the dad is the one that has the problem and the mum isn't. And the mum usually comes around the quickest. And I've been enjoying the fact they twisted that a little bit. Where the dad is actually, you know, he he he's trying his best to do to learn about it to to, and I've really and him going to a meeting is something I've never seen in any other show or movie. And and I I found that to be very interesting of how they're showing it from a parent's point of view, of of what you need to, you know what they need to do, and him finding out more and getting more involved in the culture and stuff. Um, you know, because I've you know I've spoken to friends that you know with the issues that they've had with their parents and you know some of the struggles and things that they've said, and I I did find that I f enjoyed that aspect of him going off and trying to find his own way to deal with it, and you know he's found a little support network, and you know it's making it's I don't know I'm just finding that it's so because it could have gone so easily with the dad being the one that was against everything, and I'm glad they've gone with the mum having the issues instead. Yeah, and also the fact that the dad is trying to reach out uh, to his son. Like we had the whole shoe thing a couple episodes yeah. ago, and they're not taking away the the macho side of it. The, he's still trying to connect to Victor mm. through or 
through uh, the ways that he already knows how basketball, uh, manly things and, and so on. Uh, and it's not quite working, but it's also not, not working. Yeah. You know, we, we haven't really seen too much of their actual interactions no. uh, except for here and there. And it'll be interesting to see how Victor reacts to how his father is changing or at least attempting to change. Cause I don't, cause I don't think he even, I think at point in this series, he doesn't even know he's going to the classes and the, the support group. It, it certainly doesn't seem like it. He's completely unaware of what's going on, but I just, again, just really good show. And I keep saying this, this would have been such a bigger, this would have been such a better position on Disney plus because in high school musical this week, we had a full scene with um, Carlos singing to Seb about their relationship, about, you know, being the only gay in the class, in the school and are they only together? And they're like, no, you know, they do a whole song together. And, you know, it's like, Watching, I mean, this this was a much better episode of High School Musical. It's probably the, one of the better ones so far of the season. It felt back to what it was about, you know, putting on the show, putting on Beauty and the Beast, and the, and there's a lot more scenes of them together. And it was actually a, a much. It's been like drifting away in the middle of the season, which seems to happen a bit. But it's a good fun episode, and I kind of watched that there and go, yeah, great. You know, the, you know they're dealing with, you know, being gay at school and all the rest of it. And then you kind of watch Love Victor, and you know, wow, they just completely. You know, and then you've got like, you know, Diary of a Future, but you've got these different levels that they're going through. And I'm really just, yeah, for me, it's like, this is such a different level. You know, they obviously aren't afraid to lean on on it because they're doing it in High School Musical and in Diary of a Future President. They are covering these stories, but Love Victor's that little bit older and I'm just really enjoying it. It's just a, just a great little series. Yeah, it's not a perfect series. There are certain areas that they, they, they take the easy route here and there. Mm-hmm but it is an honest effort. And I think that counts for quite a bit. Um, It goes back to the point with uh, Andrew, the basketball captain where Victor points out, you know, there's a difference between an ally in you're not actively antagonizing people. And that is the full extent of your allyship versus, you know, doing something to actually make things better. Uh, And, and that's the shift in that episode. Also watched a new episode of Grownish. Going to be honest again, we seem to be mid season where, the wheels come off and it just feels like we're spinning around doing the same thing. Nothing really was one of the great episode. Um, again, I have just been binging my way through season seven of the walking dead. I'm just getting, I think I'm probably getting to the end of that season, getting ready for the new season. I'm now looking at going, right. Okay. Season three starts on Disney plus in about four weeks. And I'm like, oh, I've only got seasons eight, nine until I got three. I was like, I, I think I can get this done. <laughs> I'm loving the series. I've completed It's quite funny because Disney put out a new poster for the 11th season. And they're obviously it's put up on the Met. And it got picked up by a lot of um, American journalists and stuff this week. Um, I think um, Brandon from comicbook.com was like, this, like seeing, retweeted the picture of like Disney Plus with Walking Dead. And people are just going, boom. <laughs> <laughs> just like, like, how is this like a it's an AFC show in the US? It's not even connected to Disney. Why is this Disney Plus is like, you know, the baby, you know, here we are over here in the US with you know the babysitting service, and here in the UK, they get in the new Walking Dead. <laughs> it's just like the the con and I'm people thinking, well, it's the Hulu. It's like I, when people say that about Disney Plus, oh, it's like it's not Hulu of Disney. Hulu's it's like no. Star is like National Geographic or Marvel inside Disney Plus. It's not a separate app. It's not different. You know, we're not getting there's no ads. It's, it's like no, it's built in there. You know, you log in, the banners are the same, the icons are the same. It's there, and 
Um, but I'm absolutely loving The Walking Dead. Um, absolutely, I've completely been hooked by it, so I'm really enjoying it. Um, it's it's great as well. You know, it's just, I I never thought I'd ever be at the point. Of, you know what? I'm going to be talking about this time next year on Disney Plus. We'll be like, yeah, new episodes of The Walking Dead. <laughs> Definitely I'm waiting for episodes of Fargo, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think because uh, Fargo FX, because yeah, I mean, we're going to be getting lots of FX shows coming up in the winter and stuff. But yeah, it should be a lot of fun. So I think that's pretty much going to wrap up this week's show. Um, lots of things we've been watching, lots of different bits and pieces. So next week, we've got lots of more to talk about. Um, but let us know what you're excited for watching in the coming weeks ahead, what you're looking forward to from August. Love to hear your thoughts. As per usual, thank you very much to all of our patrons and YouTube channel members for their support. And also a big thank you to everyone that's just watching, listening, and part of the crew. Everyone, you know, you all contribute by just watching and doing everything. So I can't thank you enough for all of that. And on that note, guys, thank you very much. See you guys soon. Later. Later. <laughs>